Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Expert podcast. In the course of my work with my exam success coaching clients, I often talk about the most efficient learning strategies, their exam game plan, their routine, lots of practical stuff, in other words. But sooner or later, I increasingly find that mindset rears its head as a topic we need to cover as well. And there are three mental models I find myself coming back to time and time again, which can be very helpful for tackling some common mindset issues. These are the T-shape, the glass and the process flow. I thought it'd be fun to share these models with you today. Let's take a look. I'll start with the glass. It's not an entirely original one, but it's certainly a really important one for preparing for exams. It's so tempting, particularly for ambitious and we want to do well, it's so tempting to focus on what's missing. All the things you don't yet know for the exam, all the areas you haven't researched, the books you haven't read. But here's the thing. It may be possible back in high school, to approach something like complete preparation for exams. There's a clearly defined syllabus, point by point, all the things you need to know, and a finite set of past papers. Once you're confident that you know every single point on the syllabus, and you've gone through pretty much all the past papers, you might start to approach feeling something resembling fully prepared for the exam. And I, even then, I put fully prepared in air quotes, because even for this kind of exam, there's always more to be done. You can always feel like you can go further. I get that. But that feeling that there's more to be done can explode to far, far greater levels as you progress onwards and upwards through your academic journey, taking on ever tougher at exam, exams at university uh, and beyond. I've helped probably hundreds of students uh, revise for exams at university or professional exams in fields like accounting or medicine. And let me tell you, no one is ever feeling that they've finished revising ahead of an exam. Like no one has ever come to me in a session two weeks before the exam and said, good news, William, I feel like I've finished my revision. Like it has not happened once. There are always more resources you could read, always more details you could learn, always a greater depth you could go to. And the thing is, it's so tempting for us as humans, because we want to do well, because we're ambitious, like we fixate on what's missing, what's still to go, what you don't yet know. It's natural. And But the problem is, by doing that, we lose sight of the big picture, and we don't contextualise the progress we have made. So... You may have heard of the glass half full, glass half empty proverb, you know, where the pessimist describes the glass as half empty while the optimist describes the glass as half full. I like to adapt this mental image slightly. And what I'd suggest to students, particularly if you're preparing for big exams, what I think it's helpful to focus on is thinking about the water in the glass as all the things that you do know or all the progress you have made, all the topics you have covered, what you do already uh, have a good grip on. And I'd encourage you to abandon the notion that the glass needs to be completely full to the brim by the time you walk into the exam. Don't worry about how full the glass is. Don't worry about how close to the top the water level in the glass is. It's an unrealistic goal to have your glass completely filled for any advanced exam. 
no, no, none of your peers will have read every single source or learned every single detail, uh, as an aside, even if it may feel like that sometimes when you talk to them. Look, even your examiner doesn't have the expectation that you walk into that exam with a completely full glass, knowing every single last detail. I mean, think about your pass mark. What is it? Like 75%? That means you can get fully one quarter of all the questions wrong, and you'll still know enough to pass. So again, don't worry about how far from the top the water is in the glass, and instead put your focus on the water that's already in the glass, what you do already know, what you have already covered. And crucially, for each day that passes, for each week that goes by, the question you come back to is, what can I do today, what can I do this week, that will add as many extra drops of water to the glass as possible? Rather than obsessing about whether you've filled the glass yet or not, think about how what I can do this week to fill the glass up as much as I can in the time available. In other words, what can I focus on that will help me make as much progress as possible towards gaining as many incremental marks as possible when the exam rolls around? Now, that might mean you focus on covering new material, or it might mean you focus on consolidating areas you've gone over before. It might mean you go and look up additional reading, or it might mean you go back and focus more on some core resources. Whatever, the answer comes back, the answer to what's right to focus on always comes back to what can I do today, this week, that will add as many extra drops to my glass of water as possible. This mental model, this filling the glass idea, make sure you're always focusing on whatever activities are most important. You're always doing the best you can with the time you have available. And no one could possibly ask any more of you than that. The second mental model I wanted to talk to you about is the T-shape. So there are often times in studying when we feel tension between breadth and depth. This comes up quite a lot. So breadth is the feeling that we need to get broad coverage of the entire area. Uh, and depth, of course, is you know the value of going deep into the details or deep into the analysis, uh, you know, right down into the weeds. And there's tension between these two ideas. Often it's not possible to go super deep across the entire breadth of the area. There just isn't time. So how do you choose between breadth and depth? Sometimes you feel like it's an impossible choice. You need the breadth, but you feel you also need to show depth. Well, the T-shape mental model is a way of not having to choose. You can do both. Picture for me a capital letter T. The horizontal cross of the T in our model represents shallow breadth. Breadth across a wide area of the topic, but without going too deep in any given part of the topic. You haven't gone into too many details. That's the horizontal cross of the T. Then the vertical part of the T, the vertical bar, that represents deep focus going deep down in just one narrow part of the overall topic. When might this model be useful? Well, let's say you're working, for example, on some kind of written or research project. You do need breadth, perhaps, to acknowledge, let's say, all the different theories or perspectives or issues in play. That's the horizontal bit of the T. But you can't go deep on studying or researching every single thing and writing about it all. You can't. There isn't time. There isn't space. But perhaps you do also need to demonstrate your capacity for depth of thinking or analysis. So you choose one or two of the issues or perspectives or theories or whatever it is to go deep on. That's your vertical bit. So you have breadth, you have broad coverage, but you also demonstrate depth in a select area. 
Or to take another example, let's say you were preparing for a university interview of some kind. You might go broad on making sure you're on top of your high school level studies in that subject to prepare for interview questions. But you might also go deep in just a couple of interest areas in your reading or your research. So you can also talk to the interviewer about your passions and interests and how you've gone well beyond high school level in certain areas, or at least that you're capable of doing so. Again, it wouldn't be practical to go deep on every single part of your subject. Uh, like That's what you're coming to study university to study after all. You know, you're not expected to know your entire first year course content already. Uh, um, but what it is helpful to do is demonstrate, as I say, your capacity for scholarship at university level. And you do that by picking a topic, picking a little corner, picking a niche and going deep on it, reading a book or two of some kind, maybe doing some reading or lecture watching online, or maybe even doing a practical project. That then gives you that depth, that passion of that in that particular area that you can have a really nice conversation with the interviewer about. So the T-shape, a very useful, very adaptable framework for thinking about the trade-off between depth and breadth and how you can uh, get that uh, approach that in a way where you don't have to choose. You can get the best of both worlds. Third and finally, I wanted to mention the process flow. The process flow is a very handy model for dealing with overwhelmingly large tasks or complex tasks that you feel stuck on. So you probably know what a process flow chart is. It's a visual that represents the steps in a process. One, two, three. How do you make a cup of tea? Step one, fiddle and boil the kettle. Step two, get out the cup and the tea bag. Step three, pour the boiling water into the cup. Wait. Step four, remove the tea bag, add milk to taste. Or let's take a more academic example. How do you write an essay? So it might look something like this. Step one, break apart the overall question and come up with your specific research questions that you're going to answer in your reading. Step two, gather your relevant reading materials. Step three, do the reading, making useful notes on the points you might want to include. Step four, gather those points together and start to plan out your essay structure. So decide what points you'll include and then figure out what order you're going to do that in, what order you're going to tackle the argument in, you know, spider diagram or, or whatever you use to, to plan your essays. Step five, writing your first draft. Step six, edit, proofread. Now, your process for academic writing might look different to that. That's just a typical example. But here's the thing. There is beauty in this general principle of being clear on your process, whatever it is, so that you stop feeling overwhelmed by the task as a whole. You know the steps, you're clear on them. And so you know where to start, you know what comes next, you know how to keep putting one foot in front of the other. It makes the whole thing feel much more manageable, much less overwhelming. And if you're ever struggling to make progress, one thing to check in with yourself is, am I trying to do two or three steps all at once? Could I break up this thing I'm trying to do now into multiple smaller sub-steps? It's a good little tip here. When you split up a given step in the process into different little sub-steps, each of which is simpler, it can very often make the overall task easier, less stressful, and very often quicker. Let's take another example. Uh, if you are stuck on a uh, maths, physics, engineering style problem, again, ask yourself, what is my process? Step one, study the worked example. Step two, try to recreate the worked example on my own. Optional step three, perhaps as needed, go and look up an alternative explanation on YouTube or Khan Academy or go to office hours. Step four, attempt questions from the problem sheet and then repeat steps one to three as needed. Again, your process might be different, the thing here is it's helpful to get really clear on the practical steps from which you move from 
being unfamiliar with how to solve a kind of problem through the phase of being stuck so that you can eventually come out the other side and make progress. So there we have it, the glass, the T-shape and the process flow. Have a little think now about what areas of your studies you could apply one or more of these frameworks in. How can you bring these ideas to bear as you approach reframing perhaps some unhelpful ways of thinking or perhaps getting you unblocked, unstuck and getting you moving again in an area you're feeling uh, a bit bogged down in? And as always, if you'd like to talk to me about any of the challenges you're facing in your studies, it'd be my pleasure to talk to you one-on-one. Visit examstudyexpert.com forward slash coaching to find out more about how I can help. It's always a pleasure to speak to you guys. And as always, I'd love to wish you every success in your studies wherever they take you this year, and I look forward to catching you next time. Thanks for listening. Just before you go... Did you know you can hire William as your very own coach and mentor to show you the stress-free way to ace your exams by studying smarter, not harder? Find out how at examstudyexpert.com slash coaching.